Hi everyone, this is Shevalina Z and today we're talking with Aliyah Hulse, who is a business trainer and executive coach and a lobbyist. And just, you know, years ago, Aliyah was a single mom and she had a dream of going to this university in Washington, D.C. and she could only afford a little tiny fraction of the of the tuition and then miracle happened and to fast forward she was able to get 90% of her tuition paid she only paid one tenth and now she is this executive coach and lobbyist making a difference in so many people's lives and uh, she's gonna share a story of her miracle and how that happened because if you're you know listening to this wondering how can you get out of a dark place that you may be finding yourself to be in there is a way out. Miracles happen. And this podcast is to remind you that they do happen. So welcome, Aaliyah. And tell us tell us the story. Hi, Aaliyah and everyone else. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this. And I'm very excited about sharing my story as well. So in 2004, I came to America. I moved here from Germany. And I came here by winning a green card lottery. So that was miracle number one. Out of 6 million people that apply every year, only 55,000 go. And me and my son were those one, uh, two out of those 55,000. Uh, when I came here, it took a little while to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. Uh, I went to Montgomery College. I spent about four years taking um, general studies and so on. And at some point, I realized that international business and international relations was the way to go. I wanted to be in DC, I wanted to be in politics, I wanted to be making an impact in people's lives. And um, I started researching and I found GW University, George Washington University, Elliott School of International Relations was the number one, one of the number ones, right? So it's about five schools in the country that um, rate highest in international relations. I started looking into it and tuition was, about 60,000 per year. I was like, how can I do this? You know, I have a three-year-old son, a four-year-old at the time that I wanted to take care of and so on. Uh, but I was like, whatever, I'm gonna try it and see what happens. I sent in an application. My GPA was not even as high as they require. So I was like, but you know what, this is the, this is the school. And I wrote a letter that supported basically why I wanted to do it. And I had my future mother-in-law helping me with the letter, just kind of, you know, um, guiding me in the right direction. So I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to tell my truth. I'm, I'm a single mom. I want to make a difference. This is the school that I want to be in. And if you give me the chance, I'm going to show you that I can do it. And I'm going to make you proud. So I sent in an application and I was like, whatever. If I don't get in, then I don't get in. Then I try the next year. Um, a month goes by and I get an, um, a letter back that says, congratulations, you have been accepted. I was like, holy crap, how am I going to pay for this now? <laughs> so first I'm excited and then I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to pay. And then the next day I received a letter saying, by the way, if you need help paying for the school, please apply here. So I applied and basically for the two years, which is about 120,000 at the time, I paid only one tenth um, for the whole tuition for two years because I had grants from the school, I had grants from the government, I had grants to make sure that I can attend the school. Um, and then as soon as I started 
you know, in the process, I got married. And, you know, it's six months that I'm supposed to start school. And then I find out that I'm pregnant with my second child. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, what am I going to do? But I said, all right, I'll just figure it out along the way. I started classes. I took five classes the first year. And about, you know, three weeks before the school was to, uh, to end, I found out that I have high-risk pregnancy, so I have to stay home. I, I just have to be on the bed. So what do I do? So the, immediately I started writing letters to all the professors and everything and saying, hey, you know, this is a situation. What are my options? What can I do? Uh, four out of five responded and said, no problem. We'll set up an exam online via Skype so we can see what you're doing. Or, you, know, you can write an exam. And I passed four of the classes. The fifth one, he just never got back to me, but I just thought, you know, this is the way it's going to be. I'm just going to let the flow take me wherever it needs to take me. I took the next semester off, stayed uh, home with my child because I had her. And then I thought, you know what, I made a commitment to do it in two years. I have the financial aid to do it in two years. So how can I make sure I make it happen in two years? I thought I have to set everything aside. So I started taking six classes. Uh, first of all, I took three classes in the summer. Three classes is top that you can take. I took three classes, then I took six classes the next semester, six classes the next semester, and then I took three more classes in the summer. I was definitely exhausted by the end of that time, but I made it in the time frame. I didn't want to go to graduation. I was so exhausted with everything. I was like, I don't want to see the school. But I graduated, and my son came for my graduation, and the baby was there for graduation. Um, and there I was. I, and while I was in school, which is you know, one of the coolest things at GW and in DC, they push you to start getting a job before you graduate. And in DC or anywhere else, in fact, wherever you are, there are people that want to help you. And they're called mentors. So I went to an event that's called Professional Women in Foreign Policy. And I met this wonderful lady who became my mentor. This was in 2008 or 2009. So it's been uh, nine or 10 years that we're still friends and she still guides me through where I want to go in life because she's dedicated her life um, professionally in DC. And um, she said, you yeah, know, what are you going to do after you graduate? I said, I have no idea. I don't know where to apply. I think I want to do foreign service, um, diplomats or whatever. But she said, you know, I have a guy who's looking for someone like you with Russian language, with, you know, other languages, with the, the drive that you have. And I said, Let, let's look at it. And she helped me get a job. Um, I worked there for about five years. Then I switched careers again and then finally decided, you know what? I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own business. I want to build my life. And I became a business coach, and now I'm taking my business towards lobbying. Uh, because at the end of the day, I went to school in D.C., I want to be in D.C., and I want to help uh, small businesses and other, uh, other entrepreneurs out there, but also people like everybody else. The one thing I learned and that I want to share is things happen when you open your heart to let them happen. I 
had no idea whether I'm going to get into school. I had no idea whether I'm going to be able to do this business on my own. I had no idea what I wanted to do. But what I did know is that I wanted to go somewhere. And once I found the direction and opened my heart up, things started happening. So for instance, the first step we do is we identify what it is that we want. I identified I wanted to go to school. The next step is you have to take that action. It's not gonna happen by itself. You send an application. Let's say you want to build a business. You go find an entrepreneur school, or you just go out there online and you find people, you find coaches, you find friends, you find mentors, and you let people know what you wanna do. You know how when we grow up in the former Soviet Union and they say, oh, don't tell people what you wanna do because it's not gonna happen. It's actually quite the opposite. The more you share with people what you want to do, the more you see that there are people who are looking out for your interests. There are people who want to help you. There are people who want you to succeed. And all you have to do is ask for help. You know, it's so funny because, um, you know, I love this country. I came here alone and I'm not with a child and not, um, you know, uh, I, I came here as a child, but, um, it just, I love this country because you can do whatever you want. I came here with a dream of creating a career. You came here with a dream, you know, and then look, you also, you got married, you know, and you came here alone and you already had a child. And a lot of people, a lot of women are single and they don't have children. Like, oh, it's so hard to meet somebody. It's hard, hard to get married. But if you have that attitude, I think like, this is what I desire. This is in what you said was so beautiful. You said release attachment, you know, things happen when you let them happen. And you just put it out there. And I'm sure in your personal life, because it's who you are, from what I've known you, you're a very open person and you don't attach to the outcome, but you said, this is what I desire. And, you know, this podcast is called Hungry for Miracles. And I feel like there is a recipe for miracles that I'm seeing is that you ask for what you want, you release attachment, you let things happen, you take action. Yes. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing because, I mean, the hardest thing I think for me is releasing attachment and letting things happen. Um, but a lot of people struggle with different things and whatever your struggle, whoever's listening, um, you know, you just have to flex that muscle, I think, right? Yeah. So something interesting that you said, uh, for instance, if we're talking about someone who wants to meet someone else, um, whether it's a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you know, just that partner, um, the most beautiful thing that I've seen is when you have a community of people, you have community of friends, you have community of uh, women, or whatever your community is, you let your community know, hey, I'm looking for a guy. And when you say, I'm looking for a guy, you have to be specific, because the universe will make it happen for you. But you have to be very specific about what it is that you're looking for. And then um, sometimes what happens is, you know, we see this guy walking by. Oh, is this, is this the person? Is this the person? And we just... I did it all the time. I'm like, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? I drove myself crazy. I'm like, shut up. No, no more. That's voice. It's so annoying. No more. I don't have because that Because when you do that, you might pass by the guy that's actually there for you because you're, you know, and I'm not necessarily saying to you, but I'm just talking in general. It also goes the same for businesses or for careers. When we jump and say, is this it? Is this it? You're just sitting there like waiting to grab onto it. It might pass you by. So you let it go. You know what? It's so brilliant. What you just said, it's like a big aha moment for me. So when I was 
and I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky in my career and um, my jobs have been amazing. And even though I had this first job that was challenging, it taught me a lot. But in my career, I was always looking like, okay, well, that's the job I'm going to interview. So I like it. How does that make me feel? So I want to commit to this job. Oh, look, there's another job. But once I'm like, oh, that's the job I want. And it was like, that's the job I want. Right. Then I put my energy into that job and then I would put my best foot forward and they would, you know, would get to know each other and then I would get the job. And I, in my personal relationships in the past in the dating, I wouldn't even like think about like, do I even like this guy? Like, do I want to get to know him? It was like, so like probably like, okay, you see the one, you see the one is, you know, like all that, that, that stuff, the chatter that I think we get from the conditioning from our society like by a certain time you have to get married by a certain time you have to get whatever mm -hmm. and if you're looking for a job and you're at a certain age you'll get pressured get a job get a job get a job and then those people are the ones who don't have the job because they're so stressed and then things come easily to them in other areas because it's easy for them to let go it's easy for them to release and it's easy for them to say i like that that's what i'm going to do i'm going to focus on that i'm going to take inspired action and then things just happen because they take the inspired action and they allow. Not in, I love how you said that. And not only that, just remember when you're a child, you're growing up, you know, you're just playing your dolls and everything. And then you go to school and you come home and your parents or grandparents or neighbors, everybody says, when you get a job, when you become a doctor or a lawyer or a banker, and there's always those three, right? you know, that you're supposed to become because otherwise, who are you? And then you're going to get the children. Oh, no, then you're going to get married. Then you're going to get the children. Then you're going to get grandchildren. And then you will retire and you will buy a house in the village or something. And people already put that box on you. Oh, my God, right? How your life is going to be. And you think, oh, but, but I'm a child, but I, I want to play. How about this? But I thought I'm going to be, you know, a, a dog trainer or I thought I'm going to be a circus or maybe I'll be um, playing guitar for a living. It's like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. That's not going to bring you money. And the best uh, depiction of that, I don't know if you remember this cartoon that we had in Russia about the little mouse that was singing on the wooden wall. Yeah, like I want to play, I want to play. Yes, he sings there, and there's three little children that are constantly clapping, and a porcupine walks by and says, still singing? Why don't you do something important? And he walks by. And then other adults come in, and they say, why don't you do something important? But what everybody is not realizing, because that mouse is playing that game, he has such a blast. There's people that are having much better time working in the forest and so on, and it goes for everybody. And I think the reason miracles don't happen as often to us is because we try to fit into the box that people draw for us. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. And um, I, I would love to continue talking, but we have to finish up. And I just want to, um, for, for people who want to learn more from you, especially about business and being coached, uh, where can they find you to um, learn more? So I'm on LinkedIn, Aliyah Hulse, H-U. I'll put I'll put it in the thing H U L S E S E and also my phone number is 301-452-3613 and I am also planning to launch a, a list of videos on different educational 
um, parts on how to get to your dreams, how to get to your goals. Thank so, you so much. This is so inspi inspiring. And I hope this inspires somebody who's looking for a job or looking to create something new. And um, thank you, Aliyah. So please get in touch with her and join us next time for another story on how miracles do happen when you are hungry for miracles and you can create them. Allow them. You can allow them. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And until later, guys. Bye. Bye.